Last year, the Opportunity Zone Expo hosted six live in-person events, but due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, their 2020 conference will be entirely online. Learn how you can still benefit from attending and how you can save 20% on last-minute tickets next on the Opportunity Zones podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Opportunity Zones podcast, the weekly show where we interview Opportunity Zones professionals and experts from fund managers to tax advisors, from real estate developers to venture capitalists. If it impacts Opportunity Zones or the Opportunity Funds industry, we cover it here on the Opportunity Zones podcast. Welcome to the Opportunity Zones podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Atkinson. The Opportunity Zone Expo is one of the leading event organizers in the Opportunity Zones industry. I'm pleased to be joined today by their brand manager, Rich Zhang. Rich joins me today from Irvine, California. Rich, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Jimmy. Thank you for bringing me on. It's an honor to be here. You got so many great reviews on this podcast, and I'm one of your fans, so just appreciate that. Oh, fantastic, Rich. I'm, I'm pleased to be here with you as well. And forgive me, I got a gush about the OZ Expo for, for a moment here. I actually, I personally attended three of the Opportunity Zone Expos that you did last year. I was at the Expo in Los Angeles in January, which I believe was the first one you guys did. I was at the one in Las Vegas in May, and then uh, the one in Miami in November. And the Los Angeles event in particular was incredible for me as it was really the first big Opportunity Zone event in the entire industry and in the first event in the Opportunity Zone event space that I attended personally. And they're really phenomenal events that you guys put on. I'm not just saying that, and and I can actually back it up with why I think they're phenomenal events. I, I met numerous influential thought leaders in the industry at your events over the past year. It's where I actually met uh, many of my guests that I've had on this podcast for the first time, Craig Bernstein, Clint Myers, Shay Hawkins, Jessica Malay, Len Mills, Zael Tabakman, Jeremy Christensen, Reed Thomas, Jay Darby. I mean, some really great people in the Opportunity Zone industry. My listeners will be familiar with many of these names, if not all of them. They've all been on the Opportunity Zones podcast at least once. And I met all of these people for the first time at the various Opportunity Zone Expos that I attended last year. And uh, probably the best story is my business partner at OZ Pros, Ashley Tyson, first introduced himself to me at the OZ Expo event in Las Vegas just last year. So, you know, I formed a huge business relationship uh, with Ashley, uh, first met him face-to-face at an OZ Expo. So obviously, I've personally developed a lot of really important relationships through the events that you guys have organized. And I can't thank you enough for all of the value that you've delivered to the entire industry over the last couple of years. And I I know you guys had big plans to do a few live conferences this year. I was really looking forward to the one in Las Vegas that was supposed to be this month, June 2020. I love going to all these these events across the country. Uh, Now, unfortunately, as our listeners are painfully aware, the coronavirus pandemic hit earlier this year and You've been forced into hosting a virtual conference instead, uh, which is a bummer, but it presents a a unique opportunity as well. And I want to get to that virtual conference event and talk about that with you a little bit later in the the episode today. I know you guys have a lot of great things planned for that. But first, I'd like some history on the Expo. I'd like for you, Rich, if you could tell me a little bit about the company, Opportunity Zone Expo, 
many of our listeners are familiar with you guys having come out of the EB5 space. I'd like to really hear the story about when and how you first identified Opportunity Zones and the process that you as a company underwent that led you to that first huge event in Los Angeles at the beginning of last year. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's a, that's a really great question. I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably want to know where we came from, uh, how we got this all started, uh, why we even started. But it's, it's exactly that few stories you just shared in the beginning of, of right now where, you know, you're, you're able to meet so many great people. We, we love bringing them together and we just love to uh, see that history being made. And um, it's, it's always awesome because, you know, we don't always get to hear uh, all these amazing success and relationship built stories because obviously we're the, we're busy hosting the events and running around making sure everything looks normal. But you know it, it's a, it's always heartwarming to hear because we know that there's a reason why all our attendees and sponsors always return. So just to jump right into it, right when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was passed at the end of 2017, we were busy basically still running and building out and um, just being leaders in the EB5 industry, also as a as a media and education platform. And um, through 2018, we kind of were just eyeballing Opportunity Zones, seeing where it would go, seeing if it would really get some traction. And honestly, we were getting pretty excited because we saw a lot of talk about it. We saw the social impact it could potentially have and uh, just how much there was, uh, there was so much buzz about it. And so we decided, hey, let's, let's do it. Let's take that risk and let's see if we can uh, be that um, water cooler for the industry, so to speak. And so that's why at the end of 2018, we started masterminding the conference. And uh, lo and behold, once we uh, launched it off at the inaugural uh, Opportunity Zone Expo, it was packed, as I'm sure you were there. Um, it was packed and we had uh, every single person related to the industry, every single stakeholder, just meeting and greeting, just having a blast, getting more information. And we even had just a wide variety of individuals there. And we knew when, when that happened, we knew that we uh, did the right thing and uh, we're just continuing to just be uh, leaders in the industry to help establish more transparency in the marketplace, to continue disseminating education and information through all the mediums that we have besides our conference. So that's kind of how we got started. And obviously, you know, with the coronavirus pandemic, as you just spoke about, things evolve and things change. And we, we have to follow a long suit. And so that's why we're here with this virtual conference now, Jimmy. Perfect. Yeah, that Los Angeles event really was incredible. My only regret about that was that it was only one day. Um, you know, I think I think you guys, if you guys had known how popular it would have been, maybe you would have stretched it to two days. But I know you guys kind of uh, uh, took the plunge head first. I'm not sure if you knew how popular it would be, but it, it sold out and you were selling standing room only tickets, I think, at the door that day, uh, which was which is incredible. It really was uh, a, a, a huge event. I, w- I want to learn more about what EB5 investments are. You guys came out of EB5investors.com and turned around and pivoted to Opportunity Zones uh, late 2018. What is an EB5 investment, though? Some of my listeners may be familiar, but, but others, and myself included, uh, could you give us the, the very basics of what an EB5 investment is? Yeah, definitely, Jimmy. I mean, EB5 is, uh, in, it, it, it's simple yet complicated. So to explain, it's a U.S. visa program that was created in 1990. And generally and overall, it basically benefits the U.S. economy by enabling foreign investors to actually obtain a U.S. visa 
uh, through investing into a, an American business by creating 10 new American jobs. Um, and so far, there's been close to uh, half a million jobs created through the EB-5 visa program in the U.S. Um, and so that's kind of the gist of it. Just to keep it simple, it can get uh, pretty into the weeds if you really want to. Right. But that job creation is one of the things that it has in common with opportunity zones, right? Because that's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's a lot of what's behind the congressional intent of the Opportunity Zones initiative is uh, stimulating the economy, particularly in low-income communities. And to do that, you have to create jobs. So yeah, a little bit of little bit of overlap there. And, uh, you know, I know we were talking a little bit before we hit record here about if there's a potential for anybody to use both programs to layer EB-5 and opportunities on investments. And, and you started educating me a little bit about how, how real estate developers and small business owners who are looking for capital could potentially layer both types of investments into their capital stack. Can you explain a little bit about how that might work just at a very high level? And maybe you can explain the similarities and differences between uh, the, the two types of, of capital, EB-5 versus opportunity zones. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So there are a lot of similarities, Jimmy. Um, it's honestly a very symbiotic relationship that I see with EB-5 and Opportunity Zones. With EB-5, there is an option for a lower tier investment amount. Uh, essentially, to your point, it assists these lower income areas around the United States. Uh, in EB-5, they're called targeted employment areas, uh, otherwise known as TEAs. And so very similarly, um, as the governors has designated uh, qualified opportunity zones around the nation, um, it's symbiotic in that sense. Now, they're not two one-on-one together. Both are kind of different census tracts. At least EB-5 uses census tracts and OZs use their own method, but very, very similar in that sense. And so there's plenty a lot in common. And I honestly believe that those who are looking to do one or the other, they are very well positioned to maximize the benefits. Now, it does uh, require some careful structuring. And so I would obviously um, I'll defer any questions to your general counsel. But there's a lot of similar goals in mind and ultimately was designed to bring new capital to these struggling communities. So as far as how you could put them together, typically EB-5, uh, most of the time, it, it takes out that mezzanine debt level, whereas Opportunity Zones really fills in the equity side. And so you can see that really mix and matching uh, well together if your deal really fits the mold. And in essence, you can kind of satisfy both requirements and tap into this type of alternative financing. Right, yeah. So if you're if you're a real estate developer or a business owner who happens to be in an Opportunity Zone that overlaps with a targeted employment area under the uh, EB-5 provision, you could potentially accept both types of, of capital. And as, as you stated, EB-5 really uh, going into the mezzanine debt, whereas OZ capital is, is equity. Uh, that's, that, that's a good basic description of, of how to do it, I suppose. And yeah, we, we can get into the weeds and talk about this all day, but I didn't want to belabor the point too much. And really, that's for the tax uh, experts, the tax advisors to, to get into. But, but, thank, but thanks for the, the high level there. That, I, I appreciate that. Okay, Rich, I want to shift gears now and talk about your upcoming event, uh, the OZ Expo, just a couple of weeks away now, going live on June 24 and 25. What do you have lined up? peel the curtain back a little bit and, and give us a little sneak peek 
if if you can. Obviously, I know it's going to be online instead of in person this year, but how else will it be different from past conferences that you've thrown? Yeah, Jimmy, well, we are certainly excited and uh, very pumped up for this upcoming virtual conference, mainly because we actually have already hosted two virtual conferences um, with our sister company in EB5investors.com. So this isn't our first time and it's, it's not new to us. And so it leads us into so much excitement because our first two virtual conferences on EB5 world was just so successful. And uh, to that point, if, if you understand EB5, you're mainly dealing with international investors and, and uh, folks who are really kind of trying to figure out their time zones with each other. And uh, despite that, we still had a very successful conference, deals made, connections made, um, and just very, very sustaining and, and continue to push forward in the community for EB5. So we're, we're really pumped up to deliver that to Opportunity Zone Expo and uh, kind of set up the sites for a, a, a really good time for everyone to get together. But really what we're looking at right now for the virtual conference, we got a packed schedule. It's about a day and a half. The conference will be open essentially for 36 hours. So I know that the agenda states it's, it's uh, from 8, the first day, uh, which is June 24th, 2020. It uh, states it's from 7.30 a.m. to technically 3.30, but right after 3.30, it, you could still be online, still, still kind of check out panels, talk to exhibitors if you'd like, network with other attendees as long as they're online. So that rolls right into the second day, June 25th, uh, and that starts at 8.30 a.m. Uh, and closes out at 2.30. So it's kind of exactly like a conference, Jimmy, except you got to kind of follow with me here. It's virtual. So imagine you're kind of walking into a physical conference. You're at the lobby. And just like in the virtual conference, you're standing in the lobby virtually, you know, right before your laptop or whatever device you're using, and it's mobile supported as well. But you're actually in the in the lobby, and you can literally start chatting with attendees right then and there. Um, obviously, you can jump into the auditorium, which hosts the panels, and we got a huge pack schedule, as I alluded to earlier. Just a few topics we'll be covering, some basic one-on-ones to some more advanced things. Uh, but we'll be talking about what impact the, uh, the CARES Act had on Opportunity Zones. We'll be going into, obviously, the post-COVID-19 world of development, how prospective investors uh, should really be looking at um, these OZ opportunities. Um, and in the second day, we'll talk a lot about um, just how potentially one might start their own qualified opportunity uh, fund or a qualified opportunity zone business. Um, so really, we're kind of going really into everything, um, opportunity zones, and just keeping it at a high level as well as kind of getting into some nitty gritties. So we got some great individuals uh, on board, a great lineup. Uh, as a matter of fact, we already have Scott Turner confirmed to be speaking. Uh, as you know, he's the executive director of the White House Opportunity and Revitalization Council. Uh, and just to note, some of our uh, past keynote speakers that we've had um, in the past, like Mark Amaday, a congressman, um, as well as Doug Ducey, governor of Arizona. Uh, we've also had uh, individuals represent um, from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and uh, several other mayors from different cities around the nation. That's uh, really trying to tap into opportunity zones for their city. So it's a it's a jam-packed agenda, but back to my original point, you can, from the panel room, whether you're listening to a panel that's live or reading about a panelist's biography, you can also kind of ask questions live at the same time, which is really neat. 
because it's it's kind of like how at the end of a panel at a physical conference you can raise your hand well during this jimmy you can ask right immediately in the middle of it and interject without really interrupting anything so it's uh really helpful and efficient um and not only that but you can then kind of steer into the exhibitor hall which is you know you you imagine yourself physically walking from a panel room to the exhibitor hall well this is just a click of a button and you pop right into the exhibitor hall and you kind of scroll through you'll see everyone there and uh, you know what's the most amazing thing that's underlying all this, Jimmy, is that the entire platform is gamified. Um, and it's a new term to some people, but gamification has uh, been around for, for quite some time now. But essentially, in, uh, attendees are incentivized to actually interact with one another, to go talk to the sponsor booth, to go attend the panels, because at the end of the day, the top 25 um, individuals with the most points actually can win up to a $250 Amazon gift card, which is pretty sweet considering the price of the ticket, but it's, it's something fun that we're doing. And really at the end of the day, we're kind of going back to why we even started the Opportunity Zone Expo. And, and that's because we want to bring people together. We want to get transparency going on and we want to, you know, help individuals network and meet each other to put together what they need to to have a successful deal or to do what they need to do to accomplish an opportunity zone. So we're really pumped about that. Um, I think that's going to be a really effective method as we've seen from our last two events. But not only that, we're going to keep it dynamic. I know sometimes people might confuse a virtual conference with a webinar, but it's completely different. It's much more interactive, much more dynamic. Uh, we're going to have a live Zoom calls where it's, it's kind of, in a sense, a, a little speed dating session where we'll have a moderator who calls on individuals to, to kind of do a little a one, two minute pitch just to kind of get some interaction going. And it's nice. Some comments we had from our last events was that, you know, it, it was great to be able to interact with individuals during this, you know, uncertain time of not being able to connect with one another, another and, and uh, making sure that we socially dis, distance responsibly. Um, this gives us that opportunity to really kind of hang out and get to know each other, not even just for business, but uh, just to make lifelong friends and, and lifelong business partnerships like you and Ashley Tyson had, right? <laughs> right, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, Rich, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll admit when you guys first told me your plan to go virtual, I was a little bit skeptical. I mean, I, I knew you, you had no other option, right? Like you couldn't put on an in-person conference like like you had planned in the past uh, with everything going on. I was a little bit skeptical about how it would work because, you know, so much of having these events is actually shaking hands and meeting somebody face-to-face. -face. And obviously, we're losing that this time around with this expo. But you demoed that platform for me, the virtual conference platform you're using. And uh, so I've seen it and I can say it's it's pretty darn cool. And there are some some benefits. Uh, obviously, there's a trade off. But you know, like you said, the ability to dynamically interact with the panelists during their presentation, be able to use that chat feature, that's that's pretty cool. And I think it'll be interesting to to see how it all unfolds. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm optimistic it's it's going to be a big hit with with the attendees there. So you mentioned that the the plenary sessions end at 3.30, but it's really open, I guess, all night. So if I want to, you know, strike up a eight-hour-long conversation with Craig Bernstein and chat with him until one in the morning, I, I can do that, is what you're saying? Something like that? 
yeah, you can grab some virtual drinks and go to town. <laughs> That's well. There's only only so much a virtual drink will do. I might have a I might have a couple real drinks on hand here at my home office, uh, but. Yeah, man, I might have to take you up on that. That's 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 pretty neat. If anybody actually sticks around afterwards and hangs out to chat with me, I'll try. I'll try to make myself available um, in the in the chat uh, after after hours. There, that would be fun. You know what's cool about that too is say you you are just so busy networking for the entire conference that you haven't even had a chance to go to one of the panels or to 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 listen to them. Well, after this whole thing, the 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 conference is technically wrapped up on the first day at 3.30, well, you can jump right into the education and, and go to town with that and right. kind of conserve your time and be efficient. Right. Yeah, no, that's that, that's a great point. Um, that's, that's a really good point. That, that's Pacific time you're stating, the 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, I assume? Yes, Pacific Standard Time. Good. Got it. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. And then Scott Turner is going to be one of your keynote speakers. That's fantastic. He's actually, you know, your conference is two weeks away now. Uh, Scott Turner is actually the guest that I'm having on my podcast next week. So uh, listeners of this podcast who who then attend the OZ Expo will get a chance to hear Scott Turner two weeks in a row, which I think is great because he's he's a phenomenal speaker, very passionate about the Opportunity Zones program. I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll offer two two different perspectives uh, at, at the two different speaking engagements, with the one with uh, my podcast and the one with you guys as well, uh, where you'll get to interact with them as well to a certain extent. So that'll be that'll be great. So yeah, the virtual conference. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be pretty neat. I'm I'm curious to see how it all comes together. Uh, it's 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 not your first time putting on a virtual conference, as you mentioned. You've you've done a couple in the EB5 space now, and you guys put on numerous conferences last year in the Opportunity Zone space, in-person events, not virtual. Uh, I think I think you guys did six last year. Uh, you know, over the course of that time period, and maybe even going back further into, you know, back into late 2018, when you guys were conceptualizing this idea of having an Opportunity Zone Expo, Rich, what has been the biggest Opportunity Zone challenge that you faced over that time? Yeah, um, we've definitely faced our, our fair uh, share of challenges. As you noted, we've had six conferences just to kind of rattle them off. The first one was L.A., followed by Las Vegas, which was incredible. And then we went over to the East Coast with New York, Chicago, kind of rounded out to Houston, Miami. Um, and so we saw definitely our fair share of challenges, but nothing that we couldn't overcome. And uh, as we all are on the same boat to this day, we're, we're still overcoming. And uh, I think, honestly, um, you know, challenges come and go and uh, they too shall pass. But one of our biggest things that we've been facing uh, through building out education and transparency in the marketplace uh, is really just helping individuals uh, and, and other companies and, and, and business owners understand the, the point of these conferences. Because a lot of times I think some people may assume even not just conferences, but uh, really just any outlet in general, it's, it's uh, not particularly essential or useful but to be honest like we've been talking about during this whole show and episode i mean it's it's the most uh, effective manner of connecting with the right people and and actually getting yourself out there there's a reason why big brands in the world today continue to advertise and continue to market right and, and there's reason for that and so i think the biggest challenge is really educating individuals on on understanding how these outlets can be conducive to a ROI, though sometimes it might not be immediate 
or or instant, which I, I think I feel a lot, a lot of people expect nowadays. But it's it's a uh, it's residual. It's it's over time, and um, you know I think you you always have a good story about that with with Ashley meeting Ashley, and and I've heard so many other stories as well personally uh, from investors attending our conferences uh, who you know just randomly sold a bunch of Google stock and they're looking to do whatever they need to do with it um, all the way to folks that I've talked to where someone just wrote them a million dollar check on the spot so I, I think you know a lot of times people can take conferences for granted um, but there's definitely a lot of effort put into it uh, there's a lot of value to it as well uh, that most people just don't see until they they really kind of reap the reap what they sow at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm with you. I love the in-person events. Like I said before, getting to meet people face to face, shake hands and, you know, f- forge that that relationship uh, from the very get go. I think it's important to meet face to face, especially in in this industry uh, and, and other financially related industries. I think it's really important to be able to know the person that you're writing the big check to right, or know the person that you're gonna be partnering with for 10 years or more on this opportunity zone program at least you know these are long hold periods it's essential to meet people face to face eventually uh and i know that this conference will not be face to face due to the the ongoing challenges of of hosting in in in-person events but i'm hopeful you guys will get back to doing in-person conferences at some point in the near future totally totally um and and actually to to bring this uh point up as well the tech platform we are using for the virtual conference actually will have video chat enabled so you kind of will be face to face jimmy and and you will actually have that opportunity obviously as long as it's mutual uh to get that one on one time uh, like you would at a physical conference but yes you, you're totally right though uh ultimately physical conference are, are just kind of the king of the chain. And, and um, you know, there's really nothing like it when you're building rapport in person. So we are very much looking forward uh, once this all is over and we are back to normal um, that we'll be putting on these incredible shows again um, in person. Perfect. Yeah, I, 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 I really hope you do. I'm, I'm looking forward to when we can finally get out there again and, and be in person with each other. So Rich, who, who goes to your conferences typically? Who would benefit from attending an Opportunity Zone Expo? Yeah, that's that's a really good question as well, Jimmy. And um, honestly, uh, it's it's kind of hard to say exactly uh, which which individual comes, but I can give you a broad stroke of of uh, folks who have attended, and and just to list off a few on top of my mind. I mean, you're you're obviously going to meet accountants and CPAs, that's for sure. Uh, we've had multiple um, opportunities to connect with wealth managers, so we know they attend. Uh, as well as, of course, tax attorneys and, and, and any attorneys, really a corporate transactional. Um, you, you also see uh, qualified opportunity funds, of course, um, broker dealers, um, RIAs, um, institutional investors, uh, banks and lending institutions, uh, and, and of course, these economic development agencies that are promoting their cities or, or their counties. Um, so those are uh, kind of the full gamut. Um, honestly, uh, we, we're, like I said earlier, we're kind of the water cooler of the industry. So everyone kind of hangs out at our conferences, uh, no matter what they do um, or what their role is. Uh, if, if it's related to Opportunity Zones, they kind of come over and, and attend our conferences. So that's who you could look to meet. Fantastic. Well, uh, Rich, I, I mean this sincerely. I'm one of your biggest fans. Uh, one of, 
one of uh, Opportunity Zone Expo's biggest fans. But before we go today, can you tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and the Opportunity Zone Expo? And and I, I know there's there's a way they can still buy tickets for the upcoming virtual conference. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So tickets are still on sale online. Uh, they are going at $99 currently on sale. Um, and that will go up till the day of the conference. Um, as far as getting in touch with me, you can reach me uh, anytime through my email, which is rich at opportunityzone.com. Um, and obviously our website's www.opportunityzone.com. Uh, and that'll get you all the details of our conference as well. You can see all the speakers that are lined up, the agenda, our sponsors, of course, and thank you to our sponsors most definitely. Um, but obviously you, you can also get in touch with our other services. We offer a lot of high quality education on our magazine. So those are great ways to just get in touch with us. Fantastic, Rich. Thanks. And for our listeners out there today, I will have show notes for today's episode on the Opportunity Zones database website. And you can find those show notes at opportunitydb.com slash podcast. And there you'll find links to all of the resources that Rich and I discussed on today's show. I'll be sure, of course, to link to the Opportunity Zones Expo website where you can buy tickets to their upcoming virtual conference, June 24 and 25 of this year, 2020, just a couple weeks away now. And the price already low at $99, but I've been working with Rich and his colleagues over at the Expo to bring that price down even further. So as a listener of the Opportunity Zones podcast, you're entitled to 20% off. Head on over to the OZ Expo website and enter promo code OPPORTUNITYDB to save an additional 20% off of the already low price. And I hope to see you there, virtually. Rich, thanks for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Hey, Jimmy. It's, it's been a privilege to be on your show and honestly an honor. I, I've gone through a lot of your episodes, and uh, it's, it's crazy to imagine that I'm here as a guest. So just appreciate everything you do for the industry as well. Uh, you've been pivotal to the growth of Opportunity Zones, and so just genuinely appreciate what you do here. And uh, it's been a lovely time here chatting with you. Awesome. Thanks for the kind words, Rich. Take care. That's it for our show today. A huge thank you to you, our listener. If you liked this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. The Opportunity Zones podcast is produced by the Opportunity Database. Visit opportunitydb.com to learn more about Opportunity Zones and Opportunity Zone Fund Investing. You can learn how to subscribe to this podcast and read more about today's guest in the show notes by visiting opportunitydb.com slash podcast. And we'll be back soon with another episode.